Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We are born of God, and that which is born of God is not a failure. He doesn't create things destined for defeat and failure. He created us to be over like him, to be more than conquerors, overcomers. And we're told that the way this is accomplished in our life is through our faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the entire world. Anything that's in the world, you know, you don't have to know all the details to the answer to know how to respond in every situation. No matter what happens today, tonight, rest of the week, rest of your life, you know the correct response is always, trust God. <laughs> always. And that's not just a religious phrase. Uh, as we were studying yesterday, what does it mean to have faith? It means to be confident. It means to be sure. And, and what are we talking about? If something broadsides you that you did not expect at all, uh, you know, certainly you're not going to be happy about it. You're not enjoying a bad thing. But you look to the Lord and you are confident that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never let you down. And you ask him for wisdom and direction and help and strength. Then you need to be in faith in while you're asking, after you ask, that that's exactly what's going to happen. He will show you the answer. He will show you the way. He will quicken you. He will strengthen you so you're not in a, in, a, in a place of wavering and wondering if I'm going to get help. You are sure. <laughs> you're going to see what you need to see. Get what you need to get. And you are going to overcome. Hallelujah. And he always causes you to triumph. I, um, some years ago, I, I got this revelation that excited me so much than what I'm talking about right now because I, I was looking at other ministers even back in generations ago that had fallen and made a lot of mistakes and, and even in recent times. And I thought, well, how? You know, a lot of them maybe knew more than, than I know and had seen greater experiences than I had. How am I going to keep from falling or failing? How, how am I going to make it? And, and uh, the Lord ministered to me a number of things about this, but one of the things I saw is that if I, if I wouldn't quit him and trust in him, that he cares about me. And if I listen to him, I'm going to make it. And just me believing that and, and committing to that is a big part of that. And so I begin to say, um, Keith's my name, I begin to say, Keith's going to make it. I'm going to make it. What do you mean? I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to be what I'm supposed to be, do what, accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish before I get out of here. Why? Because I'm so smart and do everything right. I'm not counting on that. 
I'm counting on that if I fall, he'll pick me up. If I fall 10 times, he'll pick me up 10 times. If I'm not getting something, he'll tell me. He'll tell me again. If I'm still not getting it, he'll crank up the volume. If I'm still not getting it, he'll send five people by and shake me and go, hey, Keith, what are you doing? And if I will just listen a little bit and endeavor to follow him, I'm going to make it. And I've made up my mind I'm going to do that. What, what is that? That's my faith in him, my trust in his love for me, my trust in his love and faithfulness to me. Do you feel the same way? Everybody say it out loud. Everybody watching, say, say I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. I'm going to overcome every obstacle. I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course by God's grace, by His love, by His faithfulness. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. You hope so? No, I'm sure. Certain, confident. That's what we've been talking about. That's what faith is. Well, let's pray today about the class and go further into this great 11th chapter of Hebrews. Father, all of us agree together is touching this right now, asking you for the anointing, for utterance, for insight, understanding, and help. Cause these words to come off the page to us, Lord, and Help us to see the, the, the reality and the, the light in the life of them and how they apply to us. And we purpose to be doers, not just hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Turn with us in the great textbook again to Hebrews 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Now that's not just get born again by faith. Live Live is what you do every day, day in, day out. We should open our eyes in the morning by faith. <laughs> when we lay our, lay our head on the pillow at night, we should do it by faith. Everything we do, we need to do in faith. In fact, you know, Romans 14, 23 says, whatever's not of faith is sin. Well, that, that covers a lot of ground. That encompasses a lot it gets into what James talks about to him that knows to do good and does it not is sin. Um, it's real simple. If you're not confident in it, it's not time to do it. You want to get confident. You want to seek him in his word and by prayer. And then when you're confident that I'm doing what he wants me to do, you can do it in faith. And if you, if you don't think he's pleased with it and you decide to go ahead and do it anyway, well, the Bible calls that sin. It's time to repent. But uh, the just shall live by faith. And if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them who draw back to perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for and to be certain of the things we cannot see. Sure, certain, confident, trust, faith, all these mean similar things. And then verse after verse for the next, uh, down through verse 40, he's giving us living examples 
of men and women who lived by faith, walked by faith. We see uh, in verse 4, by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated. He, he walked with God, the scriptures tells us. Verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 7, by faith is, is how and why Noah built the ark. Verse 8, by faith Abraham. He obeyed God, followed him, went out not knowing where he was going. And same with Isaac and Jacob. Verse 11, Sarah has her own verse in Hebrews 11, how that she received strength to conceive seed and uh, delivered a child when she was way past the normal age of childbearing because she judged him faithful who had promised. Why do we trust him so much? It is impossible for God to lie. Impossible. Never has, never will. And he is all powerful. He can do anything. And he loves us. <laughs> right? And so why shouldn't we trust him? We have no reason to distrust him and every reason to completely trust him. Won't you say it out loud? Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you. Completely. completely. Hallelujah. <laughs> you, now, people, you know, that's another deal. <laughs> people can lie to you. People can let you down. But God has never let anybody down. Now, there are people that thought he did, but it's just something wrong with their thinking. When they find out the truth, they realize that he didn't. And you know, it's uh, regrettable that you have a lot of folks that at one point they prayed and loved the Lord and, and read scriptures and went to church, but uh, somebody that they believed in uh, failed. And uh, maybe their pastors failed at, at whatever. And so they quit going to church and they quit reading their Bible and they quit praying. That's just ignorant. I mean, what if uh, uh, somebody that was a real close friend of yours, and I mean, you spent time with them for years, and you are very close, and all at once one day, they, they don't show up, and they quit calling you, and, and they don't want to talk to you anymore, and, and, and they say, I'm sorry, you don't have a place in my life, and you go, what? What did I do? Oh, you didn't do anything, but this other friend messed up. So I'm not having anything to do with it. You go, What? Yeah, my other friend, you know, they literally let me down, so I'm not having anything to do with you anymore. What's wrong with that picture? And yet people have done this with God over and over and over. Uh, a friend or a parent or a minister let them down, and so they quit God. This is ignorant. <laughs> God did not let you down. Child of God... He never has. He never will. He, has, he, he cannot lie and he cannot fail. And so it's foolish and it's wrong thinking for us to get mad at him or get, you know, uh, angry at him and pull away. It's just wrong thinking. It's letting the enemy deceive you. So uh, the Spirit of God's talking to somebody. So uh, repent, come to the Lord and tell him that you're a you're sorry for treating him like this when it was them that let you down, not him. Somebody is waking up, <laughs> waking up and realizing um, 
what they did and what's gone wrong. In fact, let's just pray a prayer. And, and everybody can join in. Uh, just say it out loud. Father God, Father God forgive, me forgive me for pulling away from you, away from you for quitting you at any time because you did not fail me. People have failed me, but not you. You never lied to me. You've never been unfaithful to me. You've never let me down. So I have no reason not to trust you or pull away from you. I do trust you and I draw near to you and I purpose to follow you fully in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So come, come on back in and come on in all the way. And just know, uh, people, you know, the biggest problem with people, they're like you. <laughs> they can fail. They don't know everything. They can yield to the flesh. They can mess up big time. And you shouldn't fall off your chair when a person, another person, makes a mistake and messes up. And if you get all indignant about it, you're being a hypocrite because you yourself have messed up. You know you have. Well, I, I'd never do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a famous last words right there. Uh, the Lord's looking at the heart. And maybe you didn't do that exact same thing physically, but in heart, sin is sin. Disobedience is disobedience. And so you want to show mercy so that you can receive mercy. But you don't quit God because people let you down. Class, are we clear on that? <laughs> you don't quit God because somebody let you down. So get yourself back in church and get yourself back in, into the Bible and, and pray and draw near. There's a lot of good things going on in the body of Christ. There's a lot of good people. And um, so sometimes people say, well, I, I can't go over there. You know, there's, there's too much hypocrisy. I can't go over there. There's too much this. I can't go over there. There's not, this, not enough this. Well, what if you found the absolute perfect church? You couldn't join it. You'd mess it up when you did <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, we are all at various stages of development and growth, and we've made mistakes. All of us have, and it's possible we could make other mistakes, but thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for restoration, and thank God we have a God who is not subject to these human frailties like this, he has never failed. He has never lied. And so we don't distrust him for a moment. We trust him fully all the way. We saw that Sarah lived and walked by faith and had a miraculous childbirth by faith. We saw that Abraham, it talks about how he offered up Isaac by faith in verse 17. And uh, even believed for him to be raised from the dead. We saw in verse 20 how that uh, by faith Isaac uh, spoke of things to come. And by faith Jacob, when he was a dying, he spoke blessing over the sons of Joseph. And how that Joseph spoke concerning the future by faith when he was departing and dying. And so we've covered all this in our previous studies. And that brings us down to verse 23, which is by faith Moses. Now, if you've read the scriptures, 
There's a lot in the scriptures about Moses. It's an amazing, amazing account. And my, did he experience a relationship with God and a closeness and a fellowship with God. And miracles, oh my, the signs and wonders that God did by his hand. We're still marveling about them today. It was uh, one of the most dramatic uh, manifestations of signs and wonders that the earth has ever seen, ever seen. Egypt was the mightiest nation on earth. It was the most technologically advanced. It was the most powerful. It was just, you know, world dominating. And uh, God had promised Abraham that after four centuries, uh, his descendants would come out of Egypt. And uh, Joseph and, and them lived there for some 30 years. And then 400 years after that, which would have been 430, the scripture says, to the day, 430 years, they came out. He brought them out. Somebody say, to the day. <laughs> Four centuries and 30 years, and to the day that God told them he's bringing them out, they come out. Now, how do you explain that away as random, as chance? No, no. This has to do with the one who's, who knows the end from the beginning. And um, the Pharaoh, as you can see, if you read Exodus, uh, the, he was the king of Egypt. He was never going to let them go. I mean... Uh, some of the, the, the things he endured trying to hold on to them uh, it just didn't even make sense anymore. And yet he kept on trying to. And so it just got to the place where he, he had no choice. And um, God demonstrated himself superior by far over everything they worshiped. If you, uh, I, I'm not encouraging you to do it, but there's a study there of every one of those miracles, the turning of the uh, uh, river into blood, uh, the, all the way to the darkness, everything, every one of those had to do with something they worshiped or they believed and, and their gods. I mean, Pharaoh himself purported to be a god and that he had control over the Nile at certain times. Well, that's one of the first things God did is show him that, no, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't. And, and uh, the Bible said, you know, after about the seventh or eighth sign and wonder miracle that everybody, that people all over Egypt reverenced Moses they were in awe of Moses, even though Pharaoh is supposed to be the living God. And so the reason I say all that is because what made Moses so special? What, how did he do what he did? Of course, obviously he was chosen of God, but this passage tells us by faith, by faith. So it wasn't just that, that God controlled everything in Moses' mind and life. Moses had to believe God himself. 
And he had to be convinced of things he couldn't see. And he had to be persuaded of things that he was expecting, just like us. Sometimes we like to, or like, I shouldn't say like to, sometimes people have read some of these and it's like they're not even real or like we can't relate to them. It's like Moses, oh no, I'm, I'm me. And then you got Moses. And, uh, but, but no, the Bible tells us that he had to live and walk by faith just like the Lord's calling us to walk and live by faith. And that we've got the same spirit of faith as Moses. Come on, somebody said out loud, class, I have the same spirit of faith as Moses. And it went on to say, uh, they believed and they spoke. We also believe and we, we also speak. So let's, uh, the reason this is written and recorded for us is for us to learn from it and us to see, okay, that's, that's how he did it. I got the same spirit of faith. That's how I do it. That's how I walk in faith in my life. Verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. Now that's King James. <laughs> we don't really quite get that. We'll talk more about that. They were not afraid of the king's commandment. If you go back and read Exodus, you'll see that uh, after uh, Israel and their family and Joseph's family uh, moved to Egypt there, they multiplied that God so blessed his people that they were filling up the land. And uh, Pharaoh and the Egyptians were afraid of them. They were outnumbering them and they were afraid they're taking over the country. And so they enslaved them and they uh, made, the Bible said, made their lives bitter with hard bondage. They, they drove them incessantly. And that's why Pharaoh was absolutely refused to let them go because their entire economy was built on slave labor. And even some of the great things we see, you know, some of the great monuments and stuff in Egypt, we're told in the scriptures that entire treasure cities were built by these Israelite slaves. You got to remember this happened for 400 years, 400 years. This is ongoing. And so they become the most powerful, greatest, most spectacular kingdom and empire on the planet. And it's on the backs of the Israeli slaves. And so, uh, but here's an amazing thing. If you read Exodus, it says, the more they oppressed them, the more they multiplied. <laughs> How many know you can't stop God's blessing? You can try to suppress it. You can try to slow it down, but you cannot curse whom God has blessed. And the blessing, and you remember we just got through reading a few weeks ago about Joseph and how that, you know, his brother sold him as a slave. But even as a slave, the Bible said he was a prosperous man. Everywhere he went, next thing you know, he's running the whole place. Even when they threw him in jail. Well, in many days, he's running the whole prison. <laughs> and a prosperous man, 
as a slave. Well, that's the blessing of God. And uh, you never want to believe I can't prosper here or in this economy or in this place or in this geographic location. That's not the thing that assures your success. The thing that assures success is the blessing of the Lord. It makes rich and he has no sorrow to it. And the, the, the blessing of the Lord can't be stopped. So the more they oppressed them, the more they multiplied until they're just at their wits end. Like it's just <laughs> Israelites everywhere. <laughs> and so the, uh, the king, the Pharaoh came up with a plan to kill every baby boy that was born and help slow down this, uh, you know, population explosion of, of the Israelites. And, and, and you'll find everything in the Old Testament is beautiful type of the realities of redemption. Do, do you remember there was another time in the New Testament's recorded where uh, a king wanted to kill all of the, the baby boys? See, it's portrayed. Uh, it's amazing. You know, who, who would know that thousands of years before? God. So uh, the midwives that would help deliver the children. He told, he commanded them, the Pharaoh commanded them, and you got to understand, his word is life and death. You don't do what the Pharaoh tells you to do, you're dead. No, there's no trial. <laughs> there's no appeal. Uh, and, and so, but the Bible said that the midwives feared God when he told them, if you see a, a baby boy, kill it. If you see a baby girl, you can let her live. But the Bible said the midwives feared God and wouldn't do it. This is in jeopardy of their own lives. And it goes on to say, so God gave the midwives families. <laughs> Next thing you know, they got their own family and they're not doing the midwife thing anymore. The blessing of God. But it was just a, a, a cloud of fear that hung over the people concerning their babies. And you got to remember, this has gone on for decades now. In hundreds of years, we put it all together, but this thing had gone on for years and years. And so when a mother got pregnant, she's probably hoping it's not a boy. And then if you give birth to a boy and he's not killed immediately, you're putting your whole extended family in danger of being executed. But... It says, by faith, everybody say, by faith. by faith, they kept him. By faith, they put him in this little basket, and they didn't just send him out and think, well, he's going to be gone. By, they did that in faith. And who found him but Pharaoh's daughter and decided, we need somebody. His sister ran up and said, you need somebody to nurse this baby? Yeah, I do. So she brought his mother. <laughs> And they paid his mother to nurse the baby. Oh, somebody say glory to, God. glory to God. Glory to God. And that's how Moses, his name means drawn out of the water, or it also means rescued. That's how he started life, by faith. Hallelujah. Well, that's it for the class today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith. 
giving glory to God. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.